0: Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Hi there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and today I'm really excited for a long overdue conversation with Penny Cook. Penny is a life coach. She's an author. Um, Most recently, she's written a great book called Pursuing Prayer, Being Effective in a Busy World. And, uh, we just love having people on the podcast whose primary passion is prayer. And I just, I love that about you, Penny. Thank you for being here and being willing to talk with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Well, before we get into talking about your writing and your story, um, we like to ask all of our guests what your favorite prayer closet is. Where do you like to go? It could be off the wall. It doesn't have to be even a room. Just where do you go to feel close to God and to to pray?
1: Well, to be honest, I don't have a closet that I can turn into a a war room. I wish I did. No walk-in closets in my house. That tells you how old it is, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, my favorite spot is just a chair. I call it my prayer chair in my family room, in the corner of my family room. And I've got a, a little table by it full of books and journals and <laughs> my Bible and everything. Um, that is the most uh, often place that I go every morning. Uh, with My coffee and my Bible and in my chair. <laughs> but um, um, I do love I. I live close enough to the beach to get there in a few minutes and I live in Florida. So I do love to, to prayer walk on the beach. Um, so that would be my second
0: place. (laughs) That is so nice. Well, I would say the vast majority of people we ask are like, it's not a closet. There have been maybe a couple that have said, yeah, I actually have a closet that's like the war room in the movie Mm -hmm. um, dedicated to prayer, but most people don't. And in fact, I find Mm -hmm. that increasingly people are telling me I'm, I'm praying everywhere. I'm, I'm running around, I'm busy. And I just, I've got lots of places that I like to pray, you know, that are just kind of all over, but.
1: You know what I think is one of the best places is just. When I get out of bed in the morning to kneel right there, oh. and that may not be a long prayer. It's it's not my study time in my chair, but just to to make sure we put him first, just mm-hmm. kneel right there by the bed as you get out and say a few quick, quick um, lines. Yeah, uh,
0: you know. So, do you feel like there's power in kneeling and kind of putting yourself no. in that?
1: No, I don't think the position matters, other than it is certainly a position of humility. Yeah. But it just gets me, um, uh, to tell you the truth, I have a little st- uh, uh, stool kind of thing by my bed because my bed's high and I'm five feet and I need a stool to get into my bed. But I have a little um, cloth over it that I wrote pray. Just
0: oh, so won't
1: forget. And so I kneel on that stool and um, that's just me. You don't have to kneel. You can sit in bed and do it. It's just my way of saying, okay, first thing before I do anything else, Lord, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for this day. Lead and guide me. You know, if I get busy and don't get to my prayer chair, at least I've done that.
0: I love that I have a prayer chair also it's just like a gliding rocking chair that I used to use when I was nursing babies and now oh, it's just yeah. my rocking chair I've got my eight-year-old is my baby and she's oh. you know <laughs> off on her own now in school but um but yeah it it is definitely I, I love my prayer chair but I love that just you know, prostrating yourself at the beginning of the day, that spirit of humility, whether you kneel or stand or lift your hands or close your eyes in the shower. But like yeah, oh,
1: shower is a good spot. <laughs> it is.
0: Well, with the shower, unless you're one of those people that has like a TV or something in your bathroom, which <laughs> maybe some people do. Um, but it's it's quiet and it's almost like an intentional like, you yeah. uh, insulation from the distractions. Yeah. So it can be good. But that first part of the day, like, I feel like if I don't take a moment, and I even sometimes I'll go for a little while trying to plow through my to do list. Mm-hmm. And I get to a point where I'm just like, Oh, I never really gave this day to God or asked him what he wanted me yeah. to do. And it just really does kind of refocus and reset your day of like, this is for you, yeah. whatever comes of it, let it be mm-hmm. your. Idea yeah. of success.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and we all are busy, and we can get to that uh, point where all we're doing is popcorn praying, right? right. Um, just the, And that's important. Um, it is. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. And I, I think of that as praying without ceasing, mm-hmm. which is conversing with God all through the day. Uh, but I think it's important that we have some time even if we can't do it every day, as often as we can, will we pray fervently? Mm-hmm.
0: No, I agree. I think some people guilt themselves because they don't pray fervently and the longer prayers. And so they don't pray at all. They think, oh, well, God yeah. wouldn't want to hear from me because I haven't. Right. But I, that's where those really quick prayers, just praying real quick and shout out prayers are really good for staying connected. But I agree mm-hmm. with you. There there have been many times in my life right now, actually, where it's been a while since I've really taken that time. We've been really busy. We've had company in town. We've been traveling. It's been a while since I've had that really just fervent time of yeah. prayer. And I think it's important. To and have we, all,
1: we all experience that. Yeah. So that's never to say guilt anybody or, or say that, you know, oh, you haven't done it right. Right. Eventually, you will get back to it. I mean, we all have those times when we're just so busy with other things, but um, if we know what fervent prayer is, we will want to get back to it and we will. Yeah.
0: Well, can you just share the story of how you became an author? I was reading your bio and kind of your story, and I just love how you didn't start off just being passionate, like I'm going to write, like you had some other things that you were doing that were creative and Yeah. But tell us about that and how that shifted.
1: Did a lot of other things, but always loved writing. Yeah. And I would write things no one would ever see. Um, But I never thought that I could be published because I thought I'm a nobody. I don't know the first thing about the publishing industry or don't know anybody. And so how would I ever do that? But I had this desire to write. And then um, I was asked by my pastor to, to teach a class at church who was doing his Wednesday night lineup of classes for the fall. And he said, do you want to teach one for the women? Of course, I was leading women's ministry at my church at the time. So yeah, I want to teach one. And I knew right away I wanted to do it on prayer. Uh, and so I did. Um, but one of the women that were in the class was just starting an online magazine. And she asked me after a couple of weeks of the class, if I would uh, write some articles in her new magazine about prayer based on the class, what I was teaching in the class. And um, so it became articles. And then after a while she asked, she said, I see this as a book. And I was like, yeah, I do too, but I don't know how that would ever happen. Uh, and then a friend asked me to go to a writer's conference and God just started opening doors and it was just really neat. I mean, I give him all the glory. He, he gave me the material, even down to the um, the the uh, title and the fact that it's an acrostic for prayer. And each letter of the acrostic coincides with um, a different element of the Lord's prayer. And I didn't set out to say, oh, I think I'll think of an acrostic for prayer. I was looking actually for books to base the class on, and I just wasn't finding anything that was speaking to me. Of course, there's wonderful books on prayer out there, but for where my heart was, I just wasn't finding something that, that was what I was looking for. But God was downloading this acrostic And as I say, I didn't seek to do an an acrostic, but he was downloading it. I just kept arguing with him. But Lord, there's such good stuff out there. But anyway, I ended up starting to write the acrostic down and and notes under each one. And and it became the class. And then it became articles. And then it became the book. (laughs) That is great. I call him.
0: That is wonderful. And I think it's so important because I think with all of us, we kind of think, well, it's already been done. You know, if you have something creative in you, if you feel like God is prompting you to do something creative, whether it's start a podcast or write a book or write a song or pursue some, something, you know, painting, whatever it is. Um, I think we think, well, someone's already done it. Who am I? I mean, and they've never
1: done it like you. Right. And And that, I mean, I have to struggle with that myself. We all do. We we all do. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: But there's somebody that needs our message just the way we can tell it.
0: Right. And if God has put something on your heart. Mm. it's for a reason and and mm. get it out there you know it's it's meant to be birthed out of you so Amen. I love that encouragement how you went from having never done that to being a published author and that's just mm. you know and when God is behind it we'll yeah. get it to where it needs to be so I know and that's exciting that's encouraging
1: if it wasn't for God opening doors and pushing me through them really he had to push me through them. right <laughs> um it's, so it's all him it's just all
0: him. Well, your, your book on prayer is called pursuing prayer, being effective in a busy world. And we've already touched on how busy everyone is. I think everyone, there's no argument there that we're probably yeah. busier than we've ever been. Yeah. And, you know, prayer, there's just, you can't engage with God without creating space for God. And that's hard to do. So, mm-hmm. um, but what was it I know you've answered what inspired you to write this. It was, it came out of this class, but you said that you wanted to do it on prayer and you knew that. So what is it that inspired you to want this course to be on prayer? And who was this for? Who did you have in mind?
1: Um, I'd have to go all the way back to growing up. I did grow up in the church and I was given a Bible when I was around in the third grade. And I don't know whether someone told me to read Psalms or I just found them, but I read Psalms all the time. And Psalms, I think, taught me to pray because, you know, you read of of the psalmist and David just pouring his heart out and and being just raw and vulnerable. And I think it taught me, you know what, I, I have a heavenly father that I can just talk to. I can tell him anything. I can, I can express myself because he already knows and understands. And so that is, is my foundation. And then when it came to the class, um, you know, I, I, well, even back up more, um, because I, I had that foundation of Psalms and prayer when my marriage was hurting, um, all kinds of different things. But the biggest is probably my son when he was in addiction, learning to just fervently pray and persistently pray. He was addicted for 13 years. And um, okay, so there's that. And then I was leading women's ministry at my church, and I would talk to a lot of women who you know, maybe they were going through something. And, and if you ask them, you know, well, what has the Lord been showing you? Uh, well, I really haven't been in my Bible, or really haven't prayed about it, or whatever. Or you talk to people who just are confused about prayer. Or they have doubts, you know, not every prayer is answered the way we ask. And, and it causes us to, to question. Um, a lot of people just, they don't know what to pray. So, I had all that going on. So then when my pastor said, what do you want to teach on? (laughs) I knew it was prayer. Um, So who is it for? It's for anybody that, um, that has any of those questions, any struggles about prayer. Um, Hopefully I have covered a lot of them in the book. Um, I started out thinking it was a women's study because I would, you know facilitate the women's uh, bible study at my church but as i wrote it about you know maybe a third or halfway into it i was like no i need to take out the women examples <laughs> i mean not make it so heavily toward women and and try to make this so that anybody could pick it up male or female because that's my heart i want us all to get it and 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 understand prayer better, because I think if we understand prayer better, we will pray more, and doesn't our world need it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the foundation of prayer is believing that it's worthwhile. I mean, I think so much of the, you know, for me, a lot of the barriers between me and prayer are well, I I really need to do, I don't have time to pray. I've got to do something. Mm -hmm. And when we shift our focus from doing is the real work and we go back and say, wait a second, that foundation of prayer is the backbone of the real work. Nothing gets accomplished. Nothing is successful. Nothing is, you know, unhindered, not that prayer makes things completely easy, but prayer breaks down barriers. It, it makes the path straight for these things that God has mm-hmm. given us to do. And even the day-to-day tasks. I mean, I look at my to-do list. I am a, I'm tempted to say I'm a highly disorganized person. I'm working on organization. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I'm working. I think a lot of people that are creative are also, also mm-hmm. struggle maybe in the organization department. Uh, that's just my. I don't remember who said it
1: but there's a quote, creative minds are never tidy.
0: Yes. <laughs> we and got too I much going on up there. <laughs> yeah. And I know there are exceptions. Cause I know some, but I'm not one of them. And so even my to-do list, which seems very secular and just practical mm-hmm. becomes an opportunity for prayer. Just, okay, yeah. God, I'm giving this to you. You need to show me what to do. And, um, You know, how to do it. What is part of my agenda? What is part of your agenda? Because a lot of what drives me isn't necessarily kingdom glorifying. Some of it is for people to look at me and say, wow, she's got it all together. She's doing a good job, or for the pat on the head. You know, those things are not necessarily God's plans. So to be able to go to God with that and figure that out through prayer is essential for the work that needs to be done. Or else we spin our wheels.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we do spin our wheels. I always say put prayer on the top of your to-do list. Mm
0: -hmm. Who thinks
1: to put that on their to-do list? (laughs) Right. You know? Absolutely. But I think we need reminders, which is why I have all kinds of, I don't know if you can see the little pray um, thing above me there, but I I have all kinds of little signs and stuff that say pray. I even have sticky notes here and there. Because I think we need reminders because mm-hmm. we all get busy and we forget that, oh, wait a minute, I can even give this one to the Lord. I, I can pray about this as small as it might be.
0: So yeah,
1: reminders. <laughs> that's Excellent. why I have that little fabric on my footstool saying pray.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I'll forget before you world. get in bed and before you get out of bed, you're always seeing it. Yeah, uh, so good. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to Faithful Counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using Faithful Counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. Well, can you just give us kind of an overview of what your book is like? What could someone expect from this book? You mentioned an acrostic, so what Mm -hmm. is that?
1: Okay, so it's a six-week Bible study. It can be for groups or um, uh, individuals. You can use it as a devotional if you want, but it is uh, done in Bible study format with questions and places to write. Uh, The acrostic is for prayer, each letter of prayer coincides with a different aspect of the Lord's prayer. Because I, I I felt like the Lord was saying it isn't necessarily to recite. You know, when we recite something, it's beautiful it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. But do we really pay attention to the parts of prayer? You know, a lot of times we don't know what to pray. Right. Well, it's all right there in the Lord's prayer. Um, so, For instance, the P is about being proactive. Uh, You know, again, reminders. We need to be proactive because we are all busy. Uh, We are all overextended. We all forget to pray. So we have to find ways that we can be proactive about prayer. And so that's the first one. Jesus said, pray then like this. And I think of that as he's saying, pray. And then do it like this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) find that time. Uh, And so uh, P is for proactively pursuing prayer. And then the R is for remember, remember his righteous deeds. If we look all through the Old Testament, we see that God is continually reminding the people uh, to not forget his commandments. Remember my deeds don't forget my commandments over and over. Why? Because we're a forgetful people. We need reminders. And so that R is for remember him. And that is the hallowed be thy name part of prayer. If we don't remember what he's done, how can we worship him? And yet when we remember what he's done, we can worship. It leads us to worship and and realize what he's done and what he's able to do, able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think when we remember. A is for acknowledge sin and ask forgiveness. That is obviously the forgive us our debts piece of the Lord's prayer. Very important. Uh, And a lot of times I think the worship and the uh, the confession part of prayer that is part of the Lord's prayer gets left off when we're popcorn praying. Again, mm-hmm. that's great. We want to pray all day long. That's praying continually, but we are led to confess our sins and to worship. And, and I think those set the tone for the rest of our prayer and for our faith to be built so acknowledge sin, ask forgiveness, and of course, um, forgive others. So that chapter goes into all of that. Why is for yield to his will? Obviously, the um, thou, thy will be done, mm-hmm. part of the Lord's prayer. And so we talk about uh, God's general will for all of us, and also his specific will for each one of us. How, how can we know that? How how can we recognize what God has gifted us with and what he wants us to do with it? So that's all part of his will. Um, E is enjoy his daily bread. Again, you know, that's about his daily bread. But enjoying him, not just um, reading our Bible and praying out of, um, you know, because we're supposed to but enjoying him. You know, one of the things I found in prayer, uh, in Psalms, things like that, was that I was comforted. Um, I got peace. I got guidance. So we, we uh, experience God in relationship in fervent prayer and, and when we read his word. And so that chapter... Goes into that and also praying his word. Um, I did a lot of that for my son <laughs> uh, when he was addicted, ended up using um, mostly Psalms but other scriptures too to just turn into prayers for him. And uh, you know, so we have to uh, be in the word to know how to do that. So enjoy his daily bread, he is our daily bread, and R is rest in him. Once we've done all of that, we're going to be a lot more apt to be able to rest in Him, trust in Him, and um, just leave it all with Him. But it is not the end of our prayers, right? We go right back to the beginning Mm -hmm. and we are proactive and continually pray those things. And again, if you don't get to do all of those every day, That's not the point. The point is that we understand what the Lord was teaching us about prayer and that it's not just the um, uh, enjoy his daily bread part where we're asking for things. (laughs) That's a part of prayer we do all the time, whether we realize it or not, right? There's so much more than I think Jesus was teaching us than just that part.
0: I love that. I love how you break it down into these different, not just, okay, pray like this, repeat after me, but these different mm-hmm. facets of prayer and that it doesn't have to be all at the same time. I think that is, mm-hmm. for me, I get overwhelmed with the big mm-hmm. picture and then yeah. I just let it all go. Cause I just don't yeah. even know where to start. And so yeah. to have some days yeah. would just be confession, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're absolutely right about confession. That is I think that's probably, I would say maybe the the least uh mm-hmm. practiced part yeah. of prayer, especially in evangelical Christian mm-hmm.
1: culture
0: where we don't have confession officially. Um, mm-hmm. we kind of overlook it. I, I feel like it becomes, oh, well, Jesus paid the price, we're good. Yeah. But the Bible's very clear. Confess mm-hmm. your sins to one another, you know, mm-hmm. that that it's definitely. An important part. I go so. into that in the book.
1: You know, if, if yeah. we initially asked for our sins to be forgiven at salvation, why do we have to keep on confessing?
0: Right. Can you talk about that?
1: <laughs> I don't want to give it all away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, um, just practically, and this is a
1: very practical book, not highly theological, but practical. From a practical standpoint, we keep short accounts. I mean, we're the ones that will act like Adam and Eve and hide from God when we, when we know we've messed up, but his grace His forgiveness is there. Mm -hmm. We
0: need to go and just get it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it is for us because, and just to open up that, that connection because we are so, I think as women too, but I know, I, I just know for myself, I'm going to assume a lot of women, especially, but maybe men too. But I think just guilt is mm-hmm. just the, the guilt is one of the biggest barriers between us and yes. yeah. approaching God with confidence and with expectation and, yeah. you know, just believing he is who he says that he is yeah. and he'll do yeah. what he says he'll do. Yeah and there's no need for shame. No. Well, I would love to hear you've already touched on a couple of areas of your life where you have prayed fervently. Um, Do you have one or more examples of ways that you have seen God moving in big or even little ways in just through your prayer life through going to him in prayer over the years?
1: I mean, I could give so many, but i touched on my son. So let me just talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, prayer is spiritual warfare. I don't think we give prayer the credit (laughs) that it needs and deserves. And we don't realize the reason that we need to pray is because we're in a spiritual war. and, And that is how we fight is in prayer. And uh, when I was praying for my son, as I said, I I don't remember if I mentioned 13 years, he was addicted to every drug you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, after a while, I just didn't know what to pray. We've all been there, right? We feel like our prayers are hitting the ceiling. I'm praying the same thing all the time. I don't even know what to say anymore. And I started praying scripture. And that gave me a lot of comfort because um, at least it gave me something to pray. <laughs> yeah. um, but at that time, someone who had been praying for him told me that she had a vision while she was praying for him of angels fighting with swords. And I held on to that. I needed something to hold on to at that point. It gave me comfort, but I questioned God about it. I was like, okay, okay. That sounds good, but I don't want to believe something just because it sounds good and I need comfort. Mm -hmm. And he led me so directly and clearly to Psalm 103, 20 and 21, where it says um, his angels do his bidding, his (sighs) angels obey his commands and do his will. Okay, God, maybe angels really are fighting with swords. Mm -hmm. But later on, sometime after that, I was reading in Ephesians six about the armor of God and came by, you know, how you can pray. I mean, you can read something over and over and all of a sudden one day it just, it's you.
0: Yeah. In a totally different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I was reading about the sword of the spirit, mm-hmm. the word of God, and all of a sudden it hit me. And I could cry just even now <laughs> saying it because it touches me so much. I was praying the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Yes. We don't understand what goes in, what goes on in the heavenly realms when we pray. But were angels fighting with God's word yeah. as a sword? Was that the weapon? Jesus used his word as a weapon against Satan. Yes, we can use his word as a weapon against the evil in the world and the struggles that we face in this life. And I think sometimes we're missing, we're missing our weapons, you know, when we when we don't use them properly. Anyway, um, my son is a pastor now, (laughs) He ended up uh, going to uh, a wonderful rehab here in Florida and felt led to go to Bible college. Long story short, (laughs) all of that is just one little miracle after another that I would probably maybe we need to write a book on. because I was just about to tell you
0: that. I was just about to say that. Sounds like a mother-son project.
1: I know. And and we've talked about it, but, you know, busyness. Plus, he lives in Australia. That doesn't make it any easier.
0: I guess that the time zone maybe makes... I
1: know. They're 14 hours ahead of where I am. So, (laughs) excuse me. Anyway. Hmm. um, So, all of that to say that um, God answers prayer, um, maybe not always in our timing mm-hmm. or the way that we prayed. I'll tell you something: I never prayed that He would be a pastor. I just yeah. wanted to get off
0: drugs. Yeah, you wanted him alive and healthy and yeah, free from addiction. Right. Yeah,
1: but God, Ephesians three twenty, did abundant exceedingly abundantly above all I asked or thought. Oh, thank you, like, God. 13 years, yeah. Mm. But um, but I just can't say enough about praying scripture, about prayer to begin with. Yeah. But praying scripture.
0: Well you kind of talked about this a little bit that there there are times that we pray for things and we're disappointed. So, you know, the other side of the coin, have you had those experiences yeah. where you've been disappointed, where you've prayed for things and either you haven't seen the answer in the time you wanted, or it's been a no, or it's mm-hmm. been answered in a way completely different from how you had hoped. Yeah. And how do you, how do you deal with that? I, I
1: I'll, I'll be real with you. I, I have a twin sister and um, she's, she's, um, very severely mentally handicapped. And I prayed my whole childhood that she would be healed. I would look at the empty desk in the room when I was in elementary school and think that's her desk when she gets well. She can come to school. Well, that never happened. But it's interesting because why did that not destroy my faith? I was a young girl praying a prayer that year after year was not answered. You would think that that would have made me question, you know, okay, prayer doesn't really work. There's really not a God, but you know something I was praying. I mean, I was reading scripture
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come when all of our prayers are answered perfectly the way that we think and in our timing.
0: That is so good. I want you to stop right there because that is so profound because I think even in my parenting, I think... I'm almost afraid sometimes to let my kids pray for certain things that I'm like, I don't know if God's going to do that or not. I'm afraid if they pray boldly for that thing that, well, I don't want their faith to be shattered. I want them to pray for things that will happen. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) It's like taking all the power out of God's hands, but you're so right. Like there's so much freedom in realizing that faith, real faith that hinges on like actual lasting faith does not come from getting what we ask God for. That is pivotal. Oh my gosh. It just blew my mind. That's good. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. And just for really bringing that home. You know, it comes from relationship
1: with God. Um, when you when you're in a, a continual relationship with God in His Word and in prayer, and it doesn't mean that you don't miss days. I'm not, you know, saying that it, it's rigid and it has to be done this way. But um, when it is a priority for you, and and you are often in His Word and in prayer, you are going to find that that relationship with our heavenly father with our savior is so important and, and so huge in your life that, yeah, you're, you things can come along and rock you, but he's still God. And that, you know, we need to leave room for him to be God. He's Amen. God and we're not, and we don't mm. understand it all. And we live in a fallen world. Do we think that nothing's ever going to go wrong for us? You know, it's kind of like, you know, we, we're, we go along fine in our faith and then, you know, something can happen all around us to other people, but all of a sudden it happens to us and we question our faith. So, you know, it, it, we're all going to experience things in life. That's, that's life on this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing is our relationship with Jesus. That's yeah. intact. We're we're you know sometimes we may hang by a thread. Sometimes we may really get rocked. But he's still God, and and when we know him well enough, we know he's there and he's holding us through it all.
0: Well, Penny, I. I've loved our conversation and I'm going to have to have you back because there's more I want to talk about with you, but but this has been great. Thank you for being here. Can you just let our listeners know where they can find you online and on social media and connect with you and find your book?
1: Uh Uh-huh. You can go to pennycookauthor.com and that's cook with an E, so P-E-N-N-Y-C-O-O-K-E, author.com. And you can find all my social media there. Uh, you can download a free uh, devotion and coloring, pray coloring page. Again, I was talking about reminders and it's something you can, whether you color or not, you can hang it up. It says pray <laughs> will remind you. Um, but I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. Uh, I have a pursuing prayer Facebook page group, a private group, if you'd like to look for that and, and, uh, ask to join that. I would love to have you there. Um,
0: does that, did I cover it all? (laughs) I think so. That is good. It has been so good to have you, Penny. Um, can you just let us know how we can pray for you and I'll close us up in prayer. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I
1: am still writing, I'm writing a devotional uh, based on prayer, I'm I'm writing a children's book on prayer, just that God would give me the words and lead me and uh, that it would get out there to those who need it. Uh, You know, authors have to do all the marketing nowadays, and that's not what we want to do, we want to write. So it, it's a little awkward for us to market it and get it out there. So we just, you know, always in prayer that God would get it into the right hands. So that's my prayer, that it would get into people's hands who need it and, and it, that it would bless them.
0: All right. Well, we will definitely pray for that. All right. Well, Penny, thank you for being here. And um, I'm sure we'll thank have you. you back on because it's it's been great talking to you. Thank you so, so much. All right. Well, Lord, we just come before you so thankful today for this opportunity to talk about prayer and just to remember the ways that you work in our lives, to remember that the goal isn't the outcome, that it's a relationship with you, yes. that Amen. faith doesn't come from getting what we want, the faith comes from knowing who you are. Thank you, God, for that truth. And just we just pray now for anyone listening who's struggling with unanswered prayers or prayers that they um, are getting an answer that they don't like or who have been disappointed by deep grief and loss and disappointment in things that they've asked you for, God. We just pray in Jesus' name that you would help them Mm. to see you for who you are, that you would just put scripture in their hands, allow them to read your word and hear your word. And that that recognition of their spirit would just well up in them, that they would just have a confidence and a peace that there is a God who sees and the God who loves them deeply, who knows the number of hairs on their heads and the number of hairs on the heads of their loved ones that they're praying for. And we just pray that you would reveal yourself to each person listening today in just a, a way that, that, they've never experienced before God, that you would just open their hearts and their eyes and their minds to, to a deeper relationship with you. Lord, we lift penny up to you. Thank you so much for this wonderful book, pursuing prayer. We just pray God that just as you opened doors for it to be published, that you would open doors for it to be just to get out there to whoever needs to hear it. And that it would just again, be, um, to immeasurably more people than than Penny could ever have asked or imagined for, we pray that you would help her to be creative in in marketing, even though it's not something she necessarily wants to do. That you would help her to find fun ways to get the book out there, and just to bless women. We pray that there would be salvations that would happen as a result of this book. That you would deepen prayer lives and and revive dead prayer lives, Lord, and just that women and men would get this book in their hands and be transformed by who you are and just by the ability to pursue prayer, um, even in just the busy, crazy world we live in. Bless Penny and her family, her ministry, her work, and just give her the words that she needs for the, the projects she has in front of her order her steps and her schedule and just allow her to be effective and efficient in all of the things that she's doing now. And and just help her to know when to stop and to rest and be still and just to be with you, God. In Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Jamie. God bless you too. Thanks for joining us on today's
0: episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast.